Pure Dead Gaming podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming podcast. I am Jessica and I am joined this week by Craig. Hello. Hello. It's just the two of us this week, but guess what, Craig? We have reached double figures. We are now at episode number 10. 10 episodes, eh? Can you believe it? Actually, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, ca- I can. Like, I don't know. Like, it was a long time coming, the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we didn't start it until we knew we were going to be able to follow through yeah, on it. We are but, committed. We are committed. Aye, but I don't know. It's still, I'm, I'm happy with how it's going. And to see it sort of bust into double figures, pretty good. Yeah, so thank you to the many of you who have listened from episode one. If you're a newbie and this is your first time listening to our podcast, then welcome. And we, what the fuck are you doing? Go back and listen to the last nine. <laughs> we are gamers from the beautiful country of Scotland and we like to share with you our thoughts on the latest video gaming news, releases and talk about the games we've played in the last week. Some good, some shitty. See what I did there, Craig? Love it. Yep. Love it. We will, of course, try and keep things PG. However, do expect some foul language from time to time and stories which we do not recommend you try at home, as was very much the case in last week's episode. Go back and give it a listen if you have not already. To be fair, I don't think you've lived until you've went arse first through a windscreen. I mean, yeah. That's a rite of passage. Yeah. So, In Scotland. have you got any other random nonsense for us this week? I guess you'll not be sharing any childhood or adolescent stories with us, given that Andy's not here. I will maybe have a reprieve from that for yeah, a week. Yeah. I wonder, actually, if Andy's not here because he was going to have to tell that story from school. <laughs> so he managed to duck that for a week. But we'll we'll drag it out of him next week, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, again, just doing a lot of work, still... Still having to work quite a bit of overtime, although I do think that is now starting to come to an end. But yeah, I mean, you know what it's like? There's always something going on. I think it was Friday last week. I left the house without my mask, which uh, yeah. a year ago wouldn't have even been a statement that someone would make. But no. in 2021, you do that and it turns out it's a disaster. Like at first when I'd, I'd left it, I thought oh, it doesn't really matter. And then 10 minutes later, I'm nearly in tears because I can't get a Costa coffee. <laughs> and then I realised that I hadn't brought everything I wanted to eat that day to work. And I was like, I can't even go into a shop. I can't Wait a minute, did I not make you a packed lunch? I'm a grown boy. You'd made me like... Because I was thinking, so basically his mask was in the car and I, being the Aye, good... The car, the car that you had. That I would have driven to my work hadn't, you know... Had I not seen your mask and taken it out, it would have, you know, it would have been long gone. You'd have had to That's true. starve. My goodness. That's true. Even with your pet lunch. The, the real annoyance is that we've got loads of masks. I know. Yeah. Like our friend Kerry made me a mask <laughs> that I still haven't worn. Like I could, I don't know why I don't just put that in the van. I should have about four of them yeah, in the van backups. and then I'd always have one. You need backups. I actually, do you know what I actually thought about going to like the door of a shop and just sort of shouting in can someone throw me out a mask and I'll pay for it but I just I didn't want the embarrassment so I left I ended up coming home and getting it just because I felt naked without it Mm. but uh, aside from that there was there was one of the days this is a sort of topic I wanted to bring up at one point because I'm sure this has happened to everyone but one of the other days when I did remember my mask I went into Tesco and I did that thing where 
you sort of survey the different checkouts that are open, thinking which one's going to be fastest. Because I was on my lunch hour, I didn't want to waste any of it. <laughs> Here we go again with these. Oh, I'm on the clock. This is money. This is... So, ah, but this is when I wanted to actually be quick because right. it was my lunch hour. Right. So. I'm surveying these checkouts and I don't think anyone in history has ever been in my position and the checkout they've chosen has been the quickest one. Mm-hmm. So everyone will have experienced this. So I'm standing and I choose the one on the left or whatever and it starts going at a snail's pace. The woman two in front of me just can't get her stuff up on top of the conveyor belt. So I abandon this, go to the next one. Then that one st- just completely slows to an absolute halt. So I got really brave and thought self-service is always the last chance saloon, the self-service. I <laughs> hate. I, I always go to self-service. I can't stand it, honestly. I just, I mean, I sound like an old man here, like, oh, I don't want your technology. I love technology when it works, but the mm. self-service never, yeah. ever works for me. To be fair, having been... A self-service checkout operator. That's right. Back in the day, in I, the early days of self-service. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I sort of know the kind of tricks. I. But it just. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I buy. I don't. I don't buy odd stuff. But do you know what I mean? Maybe like. I don't. You buy like a multi-pack of crisps, and maybe the different way you set it on the scale or whatever, mm. it would weigh differently. But so I. I go on this thing, and the second item that I scan sets off the thing. So the woman comes over. Oh, there you go, son. You've got it. Ah, there you go. Right. She's not even taking two steps away. I've scanned the next thing. <laughs> it's went off again. So I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. So she turns around. This time she's a wee bit annoyed. Puts her wee key in. Right, that's you. Turns around. Beep. Wait for checkout operator. Jesus, three times in a row. So she comes back. And at this point, she just looked raging. And she just stood there. And every time I scanned something and sat it down, she would have to do the wee thing. And I'm pretty sure there's another way they can do yeah, this. Yeah, because probably the whole thing probably needed to be reset because it was out and it yeah. was, was going to continue to be out. <laughs> I feel like she could have done something that would have allevi- alleviated this. Yeah. But she just made a point of letting me scan one thing at a time and then having to do a wee thing because she Maybe wanted to make a dodgy. point. Maybe you looked dodgy. <laughs> well... <laughs> It got me thinking when I was in this queue, I was raging, so I got out of Tesco, and, but the whole time I was thinking, we haven't been shopping in a shop together for maybe a year now, because we always either go one or the other, just because of COVID and it's, it's little right. amount no, of people no, no. as possible. a year. Pre-COVID, Craig, when did you ever come and do the weekly shop with me? Ever? It was rare, but there was times, there was times. I mean, because... for the past, like, I don't know, three or four years, we've been honorary tesco subscribers so we pay for the subscription so we can either get it delivered or collected so yeah it's rare that i would go and do a full weekly shop but honestly when have you ever came and done that with me well it has happened children so you're talking six years ago nearly seven but it must have happened because i can vividly remember you know how you like to take the wee gun and you scan the stuff as you go around yeah with my uh, with my cool trolley bags don't expose yourself on the podcast, right? People, Listen, if people see these trolley bags. If you know, you know. I have the trolley bags and they're the best thing ever. Nobody knows. Right. <laughs> so I vividly remember multiple times when you would use that gun thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, then at the end you would just pay for it and leave. Yeah. 
every bastard in time that we went up, we were the random people that would get checked. Yeah. And it only ever happened. When I was there, remember, I remember one time we were going up to pay and I was like, oh, I can see this guy now, he's going to come over and check our shop. And you were like, no, no, it never happens, it never happens. I was like, it's never not happened to me, ever. <laughs> and you were like, no, no, it never happens. And I was like, because you're a girl. And then, of course, we walk up, we pay for the thing and the guy's like, if you would just like to step to the side, please. And he's checking every item I shop in case I've stolen a packet of crisps or a chocolate bar or something. <laughs> it happened every single time and it got me thinking, like, I must inherently just look like I'm up to something. Yeah. Because I've never, I've yet, I've never once been through that thing with a gun and not been checked. Mm. I must be identified as soon as I walk in you the shop. Be. Well, that's what Amazon are now doing, isn't it? So... They've opened, it's in London somewhere, I think. Oh, they've, got, right. they've got them in America, but yeah, it's like a store where you think you basically scan your Amazon tag when you go in. You just go and shop for all your stuff and leave. <laughs> like It's frightening. Yeah. It's really frightening. Yeah. The amount of jobs that people are going to lose That's out on true. from that. That's I mean, I know there'll be jobs stacking the shelves and stuff like that, but you have to imagine that if that takes off, then there's going to be... X amount less jobs in the world. Oh, maybe. Yeah, so other than that, like I said, just really work. I I want to give a shout out though to a podcast that I listen to. It's not new, but it's just an excellent, excellent podcast that people should check out. At my work, I get the opportunity to listen to audio most of the day as I'm working. And podcasts are just a godsend to me. So I Obviously, anyone listening to this is open to podcasts as it is. So if you have ever watched a Netflix crime documentary that you liked, then I think this podcast would be right up your alley. It's Crime Junkie, it's called. And it's hosted by two American girls, Ashley Flowers and Britt... I can't remember. I don't even know if they've ever said what her second yeah, name just is. Not as Brit, is it? Just Brit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, each Monday they release a new episode covering a different. Sometimes it's a murder or a disappearance, or in this case, this week it was actually someone that was found. But it's it's brilliant. Every single week, it's an interesting tale of something that's happened mm. over the last sort of they t- 20 years. They storytell really well. They like... do a cracking, cracking mm. job of it. It's really, really good. And like I say, there is the occasional time where they'll do a two-parter, so it might be a, t- a story told over two weeks, but generally it's an isolated episode, maybe about 50 minutes to an hour, and the amount of, like, they really do pack a lot of detail into it, and a lot of the... I, I just think it's brilliant. Mm. Like, a lot of people are put off because they, I know that people like the documentaries and stuff like that, but they think like an audio form, it just you won't get a sort of feel for mm, it because yeah, you won't it be able to work see as it. Well, but, but it does. I it does. I mm. honestly find it probably the opposite. Like I listen to quite a lot of crime document uh, crime podcasts, and I think it's the best one. It's just mm. it's excellent. Mm. It's the most downloaded one on the internet. I think to be fair, so it's not news to anyone. But I would recommend everyone checks it out after you've listened to this show. Yeah, so speaking of of crime, actually, there was a story in the news this week that an escaped convict came out of hiding to buy Call of Duty. Did you hear about this? No. (laughs) I love it, though. (laughs) Tell me everything. So apparently he was, like, out walking the streets in, like, Birmingham or something, and he was approached by two police officers basically just asking, like, 
what what are you doing? It's lockdown kind of thing. Uh-huh. And that's what he said. I'm I'm just buying Call of Duty because you know I'm bored. It's lockdown and that. And what so, was what shops were open? I don't know. Argos click and collect or something. Oh yeah. I um, mean, just spring the three quid for the delivery, mate, and stay out of jail. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, then so the, I think the officer said like he was going to check his details, he must have taken his name or something, and then he attacked the officer, probably knowing that shit, I'm escaped convict here. I'm in trouble here. Um, but I think he eventually got like pepper sprayed and handcuffed and um, incapacitated. But yeah, he'd, he'd originally been serving a 17 year sentence for multiple crimes, including robbery and firearms offences, which would have ended in 2024. But back in November, he managed to escape from prison. <laughs> really? I, I don't know how, yeah. so And it says he's now been jailed for 13 months for escaping and another six months for assaulting the police officers, which I'm hoping is in addition to... Oh, it will be, aye. That's, the rest of his sentence, but See, yeah. to be fair, that seems quite... That's not an, that much added on. No. You would think assaulting a police officer would have got you more than that. Well, yeah, maybe. But yeah, call, that's what he said. I'm just going to buy Call of Duty, so you know. So had he broke out of prison? Yeah, in November. Did it, any details on how he broke out of prison? I'm always no. see when you always hear. You know, it's like not that you hear about this every day, but you you sometimes hear about oh such and such broke out of prison, but you never hear how. Yeah, I know. And you're well, like, I suppose they're not going to divulge that information because they but <laughs> let other folk know. Ah, that's what he did. I see. <laughs> can he be an easy thing to do? No. Not at this day and age, like, uh, you know. He must have been out, like, you know, they sometimes go out and pick up litter and stuff like that, and he's just mm. went, sack this, mm. I'm off. That's brilliant, Maybe, though. Buying yeah. Call of Duty as well, I don't know if that's the game I'd want to go down for. <laughs> if he was picking up a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, he'd maybe say, worth it, but yeah. not Call of Duty. Yeah, well. And go. he should definitely have sprung for the delivery. <laughs> absolute rookie mistake Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so last week's episode we have a correction yikes not too big one though so playstation state of play was streamed in 1080p so you wouldn't have noticed the ps5 difference that much so we spoke about how final fantasy 7 when they showed the sort of ps4 and ps5 version we didn't really notice much of the difference yeah i went back and watched the stream in 4k and yeah, it was Chris that pointed that out, and he's absolutely right. We were watching a 1080, we were watching the live stream mm-hmm. as it happened, and that was in 1080. T- to be honest, though, see, even with the 4K difference, I didn't notice that much difference. Mm. There was also, I saw, I can't remember who it was now, but someone had tweeted a picture, and they were like, oh, here's Cloud's hair in the PS4 version, here it is in the PS5 version. It looked a wee bit better, but... I don't know. I think we're starting to split hairs a little bit here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure like the 60 FPS will make a big difference in Final Fantasy, but I, I don't know that the graphics are gonna are gonna be light years ahead. It's just texture updates and stuff like that. But it's good. It's good to get that nonetheless. But um, but yeah, I, I'm really. I hope we just continue to get more games getting this 60 frames a second update because it, it really makes a difference to the gameplay. Like, I don't think that this is going to be a thing but I was reading a, a rumour today on Naughty Dog mm-hmm. and they were talking about how obviously last week Neil Druckmann tweeted out saying oh, I want fans to be patient but we do have multiple projects coming up so and of course that sent the rumour works oh, all over the place didn't aye, it? <laughs> every bullshitter on the planet's like I have an inside source that says that Naughty Dog are doing this so I think that I don't know what the can't remember what the website was not one that I'd heard of before, 
but they had reported that apparently they had heard, they've not heard, they heard Naughty Dog were working on an Uncharted collection, which was going to include Uncharted 1, 2, 3, 4, The Lost Legacy, and also the Vita game, which is Golden Abyss. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Like they did make an Uncharted collection before, and it was Uncharted one, two, and three, yeah, just uh, just increased, and they are actually running at sixty frames a second, which is bizarre considering Uncharted four doesn't. I just I can't imagine the Vita version coming to like the PlayStation five, but that wasn't the only thing they had because obviously because Neil Druckmann's tweeted out saying that there's multiple projects going on. They also said that they are working on a expansion for The Last of Us Part 2. Now, obviously, we are supposed to be getting The Last of Us Part 2 Factions, which is the online section that didn't come... It came with the first game, but was taken out of the second game and apparently is coming later down the line as like a standalone game. Okay. But this rumour claims that it's more than that. Basically, it's like a... I think they called it like an expansion and it was going to have so like a couple of hours single player DLC that was going to explore more of Abby's story and then they would have the factions section and there would also be a battle royale attached to it. Oh, so it sounds complete nonsense. <laughs> and then they also claimed that there was a small team at Naughty Dog that were also making a VR game for the PSVR 2. So, I mean, that could happen, but basically it seems like this website has just went, right, so Neil Druckmann said that they're working on multiple projects, so must be a Battle Royale game because everyone's making one of them. PSVR 2 has <laughs> just been announced, so they must be making something like that. Everyone liked Abby, or that, that'll annoy people. So <laughs> let's say they're making more story. <laughs> like, it just, I don't know. The whole thing sounded entirely made up for clicks. And now to be talked about on a podcast, but I mean, I don't know. It just the whole thing seemed like nonsense at first. When I first read, it, I was like, "Should I include that in the news?" And I was like, "No, nah, smells like shit." <laughs> well, you never know, Craig. We'll maybe revisit this in however many episodes' time. It, and... could, it could be a belter of a correction. I know. Yeah, oh, when, yeah. We're, when we're sitting here enjoying the last <laughs> of his part we've... two battle royale, we need a bit of a dicker of ourselves when we say uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the first time. No. So, what have you been playing? You've actually got through quite a lot this week, despite your work situation. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's because any time I've not been working, I've been gaming. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been trying to get as much in as possible, to the detriment of my sleep, as usual. Uh, yeah, I've been playing... It's not much new, to be fair. There are a little bit more Retromania wrestling still my opinion's the same as it was last week like I really enjoyed it our reviewer Terry he's put up his review and I was giving it a read through and there's, there's a lot that I agree I agree with and that I think it was a really well written review and yeah I think he gave it three out of five stars which I, I agree with like it is a really good game but it's also for better and for worse it is very much like Re uh, WrestleFest, which is what it's based on, but that was a 1991 game, mm -hmm. so you've got the sort of nostalgic version of it, but it also does feel slightly like a game stuck in the past. 
it's very button mashy so I mean I was finding that my thumb was getting sore after 20 minutes like just hammering this thing trying to get a move in and also the just still the difficulty it is really really hard and as he pointed out in his review like back then WrestleFest was an arcade game so it was built to be really hard because they wanted you to keep putting more money into mm-hmm. the machine. Yeah, so these yeah. games were, were made to be really hard to try and extract more money out of you. And that's just not the case anymore. Like you've bought the game, like you're not putting money in it every time you play. So you don't want to be punished mm. <laughs> while you're trying to enjoy it. And it's it's not that hard. Like once you, you, you get your head around it and you put it down onto the easiest difficulty and it doesn't, it's it's not as hard as WrestleFest was, and the update has made it a bit easier. But I think people are still going to have a bit of trouble with it. It's it's pretty difficult. People it's a lot... are you? I mean, I've said before, I'm not particularly <laughs> great at games sometimes, but I do think there will be people that are going to have have some issues with it because just being an arcade sort of wrestling game, I think a lot of people think it's going to be quite pick up and play mm. and that's not the case. Yeah, like, no, you you're do, right. Like, you the, I never really, really thought about that, the fact that like you see these games were originally about to extract money from you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's may possibly been overlooked a wee bit mm-hmm. uh, when this game's been made, but it's, it's still good and I would still recommend it. I played a little bit more Hot Brass. I don't really have much more to say about it. It's still excellent. It's if you like tactical based games, it's really fun. Like it still looks like a, a game of Cluedo almost, but in the best way possible. It's it's really good. I I really want people to check out if you have access to a, a PC and Steam, then definitely check it out. I did tweet the developers to see if we could get a console version because I'd love to play it on like the Switch or mm-hmm. the Vita or obviously PlayStation or Xbox so I could get some trophies or achievements but I've heard nothing back. Hopefully it's selling some copies because it is really, really good. I think they, they deserve to to see a return for that because it's an excellent game. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I went back and played some more Hitman 3. It had been a few weeks since I had been assassinating some fools. So I went back. I'm trying to get mastery level 20 on each level for trophies and I haven't managed it yet but I'm working on it. Okay. See what happens is and it's always the case with the Hitman games like doing kills in different ways and escaping in different ways and taking different costumes all this stuff you get more XP and you have to build up to level 20 in each map I know you played the game, but you wouldn't really have been paying attention to no. that aspect of it. No. So getting to, say, level 15 isn't too difficult. It takes time, mm-hmm. but as long as you're looking at the different types of... Because if you go into the sort of the challenges and stuff, it does give you an idea, or oh, try and kill Bobby over there with a fucking iron or something like that. So it does tell you what it expects you to do, and it tells you what you'll get the XP for. Okay. So... That's fine, you just do that and you'll start to build up the XP. But when you get to, say, about mastery level 16 or 17 in each level, that's when it starts to dry up, when you've done most of the challenges and there's not really that much left. And 
at this point, it's the kind of obscure stuff, like having to have picked up every item in the level. Or that's not necessarily one of them, but it's stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I'm at that point in, I think it's the first three levels, where I'm at like mastery level 18 or 19. But to get me over the, the finish line, it's going to take a bit of, a bit of dicking about. So I've still got to go back to that. I'm going to get the platinum on it, but uh, it's going to be a long process and one that I can't just commit to because I would be on the podcast next week saying, ah, yeah. all I did was hammer Hitman because <laughs> it is going to take about, in total, it'll end up taking about 150 hours or something. So you're still getting your money's worth out of the game is what you would say. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I haven't even been sort of delving into the weekly and monthly content mm, that's like the, right, yeah. the featured contracts and stuff like that like i've not i think i did one of them but i haven't even got to that point yet like my plan was to sort of get through everything platinum the game and then start on that stuff but just because i haven't managed to get to that point yet i've not really bothered with it but i'm looking forward to that as well because mm-hmm. they, they'll they'll support that for a long time okay cool. so that's been good uh what else Oh, I went back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So Andy inspired you to, to get back into that one, didn't he? He did. So even with Andy gone, you're still getting your Assassin's Creed Valhalla fix this week. <laughs> it's it's good. I People that have been following me on Twitter will know, I know that's not necessarily a large part of our audience that follows on Twitter, but those that do will know, I, I've got a love-hate relationship with this game. Like... I still think it's one of the weakest ones in a while. I'm enjoying it. I really, like, I'm sitting here just now and I want to go and play it. Like, I was annoyed I didn't manage to find time last night to go and play it because I was thinking about it at work yesterday. So when I'm not playing it, I want... Do you not think about me at work? Oh, I do, all the time. You and Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Um, But I was thinking about wanting to play it and I just, I didn't get the time. But when I do play it, like, there's, there's just... There's so many things that are annoying me about it. Like, I'm playing on the normal difficulty, but sometimes the enemies... I put a video of this on Twitter. The enemies just stand in front of you and don't attack, don't retreat, don't do... They don't do anything. They just stand there. And it takes you out of the moment. Like, some of the AI is just terrible. So in the space that I put up... You can check Twitter and I put up the video a few days ago, but at the same place that I was trying to... It was like a enemy stronghold I was trying to take over. First of all, I tried to sneak up behind someone. And I was in crouch mode, never made a noise, not, nothing. But as soon as I got to within, say, two foot of them, the guy just became alerted as if he had eyes in the back of his head and started attacking me. So that alerted everyone in the whole fucking place. And then two minutes later, I'm standing in front of this guy, goading him, and he won't even attack me until I attack him which is something you would maybe expect if you're playing in easy mode or something, but I'm not. I'm playing it on the default difficulty, and it's just it's things like that that constantly take you out of it. And once I had finished sort of raiding this whole encampment, I then saw, and it wasn't there before I did this, but after it, there was a question mark just nearby, so I thought, oh, I'll do that next. Went over, and it was one of my allies. We're going to take over this encampment here are you with me and i'm thinking i've just fucking done it i think am i gonna have to do that again so i said yes so she charges in sword in the air Arr! 
Connor runs into the middle of the place where there's just dead bodies everywhere, right? <laughs> so I run, I run up to her and she's like, you fought well, well done. And I'm like, right? And then that was it. And she walked away and I'm like, why wasn't this quest available before I took out all these people? Like, what's going on? Or a different dialogue when the game recognises you've actually already done that. Yeah, and then there was another... I came up to a couple of enemies and sometimes they'll, like, retreat back while they've got their sword out as if they're sort of waiting to pounce. Mm -hmm. This guy retreated. He scooted his way, his arse, all the way about 200 foot back. So I'm following this guy and he just keeps, like, jerking back the way. And he went over the he went over the hill and down the other side. He was just stuck in an animation of retreating, and I just followed him to see how far he would go. And eventually, I think once I got to within a couple of foot of him, then he activated and then started attacking me. But other than that, he would have just he would have backed his way all the way off the end of the map. So, like like I say, I'm enjoying it. The, the last time I had it on, I played for about two hours and I didn't get any issues, and that was fun. I really enjoyed it. So, I'm hoping that maybe I've I've had my issues with it, and it can only get better. Aye, <laughs> because yeah. there was I always remember the Assassin's Creed in Paris. The what was it? Assassin's Creed? Can't remember the name of it now. The one that was set in Paris, though. Cannot remember, but uh, they had massive issues. At launch with that game, I played through it day one. I completed it in the first five days of it coming out with no patches and I never had a single issue. People were complaining because people like NPCs' faces were disappearing, like you were in the middle of a cutscene and the other guy didn't have a face and stuff like that. I had no issues. And this has always been the case with Assassin's Creed where people have reported bugs and I've just just smashed through the game and not had any issues, but I'm certainly making up for it now because Valhalla's been, it's been a nightmare. But I'm but still enjoying it. You were lucky with Cyberpunk and had very few. That's true. Issues. So. That's true. And then on on the on the sort of Ubisoft trail, everyone had issues with Watch Dogs Legion, and I completed that game and had no mm-hmm. bugs. So it's funny, isn't it? How like despite being the same game and playing on the same console and stuff, people just do get different experiences that way i i mean i'm not i'm technical minded but not in terms of making games but i often do wonder like see sometimes if you run into a bug early on i wonder if that sort of throws everything a wee bit off like maybe your save Mm -hmm. a wee bit off kilter Mm -hmm. and then you do start experiencing more bugs whereas if you're lucky early on you just maybe sometimes you can sneak through because it's very rare that i would like start getting bugs late on in a game or something like that. I either find a game quite buggy or it's all right. Mm. So it leads me to believe there might be something to that. But it's a, I mean, I'm talking about. Yeah, ass. I think we'll have to get someone technically minded on the show to confirm that sort of chat. We we don't know. Well, once we start having guests on and stuff like that, we will we'll we'll get some Ubisoft folk on maybe. Anything else that you've played? The only other thing I played was today, actually. I had, well, what I thought was going to be an easier day at work today, but it turned out not to be, but I took my PlayStation Vita I with me. I did see that sitting out in wonder. 
Yeah, I'd charged it the night before. Oh. It was just in case I had some time. I ended up having like 10 minutes or something like that, but still, I had a wee go. So I played a little bit of Lara Croft Go. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, the puzzle game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've played through it before, but on a previous PlayStation account, so I'm back for the Platinum again. But it is just a fun game. Uh, it's made by, I think it's a smaller team than it's not it's not the sort of core team that make the Tomb Raider games normally I can't remember the name of the team but uh, they they also made Hitman Go as oh, well yeah. and it almost seems like it looks like a kind of tabletop game but you have to see so you, you it's almost like a like a board game where you can only move in certain directions and you have to avoid different things like and the the Tomb Raider one I think it's actually better than the Hitman one because you're not trying to... I think later on you are, but early on you're just trying to navigate around the level and find collectibles. And so, as I say, I only maybe got like five levels in, but you are activating levels to move, to open up different areas, to navigate around, and there's like certain bits that you can only step on once. So you have to be quite tactical about what approach you're going to take and stuff like that. It's it's just a simple little game. I mean, you can complete it in two hours or whatever, and it's not got a high difficulty because it is a hint system that you can just turn on. And it, I've not used it, but from what I understand, it basically tells you where to go. Mm. But it's a fun game to just mess around with if you have five, ten minutes. Like, it's, it's a cool idea. I wish they had... I think they maybe. Certainly Hitman and Lara Croft were the only ones that came to console, but I think there might have been a third or fourth game with a different IP because they were originally uh, mobile games and then they moved over, but... It's it's good. Like it's like I say, I played it before a few years ago and stuff like that. And I'm, the main reason I'm playing through it again is for the trophies and because it's an easy game to mm-hmm. to just chuck on every now and again in handheld when I've got ten minutes or so at work. Mm-hmm. But man, I never played that much of it. But it's it was good to be back. I would recommend checking it out. Yeah, you should give it a go. What about yourself? What have you been playing? Well, since it's free although we actually already had it but um i've been playing ratchet and clank it's funny like when it first came out sony described it as like a reimagining and reimagining i can't a reimagining Re-ima- i can't why can't i say that word wow. i don't know you can't imagine it <laughs> they described it as a reimagining oh, there you go of the 2002 original and while that is probably an accurate description like it i think it just does a disservice to the work that Insomniac put into it. Aye, because um, it looks amazing. Yeah, like, I mean, it is a full-on remake of the game, but they took what worked from the PS2 era and then put, like, a modern spin on it all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, even if you played the original multiple times, like, this version probably will surprise you. Like, there's numerous new planets, weapons, and characters, and, yeah, I don't know, it just seems like a distillation of the, the all the franchise's best qualities filtered through... Like the lens of the original game. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that. Like I did play some of the PS2 Ratchet and Clank games, mm. but I at the time preferred Jack and Daxter. Uh, but so I played part of them, but never completed any of them. Mm. But then when I played the 2016 one, like I just absolutely loved it. Yeah. Like that's that's what made the series click yeah, with me. Definitely. Yeah. And I. 
Yeah, so as we've mentioned a few times, I think, on the podcast, that it's currently free as part of the PlayStation Play at Home initiative. So if you have a PlayStation account, download it. Even if you're not going to play it just now, you can obviously play it a later date. If you download it before the 31st of March, then it's yours to keep. So um, a great little freebie that they've offered. And obviously Rift Apart is due out later in the year. So Yep, it's June. June? think so can't think it's Jim. yeah um so yeah like even you know if you're not sure about that game then play this it's free like and then you'll know if you want to perhaps go on and play more of it but to be honest yeah. i think you'll be hooked because it is really fun and... it is really good yeah i think i'd imagine that rift apart is going to be like a continuation mm-hmm. like I-, I think they've i mean people love the old games like i was in the minority of, of liking them but not loving them but there's no doubt that the 2016 one I think is the best and I think that this next one is going to build on that and be even better. Mm. So it's a good teaser. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Aside from my daily Animal Crossing antics and... How are you getting on building your your Mario stuff? Yeah, I'm getting there. I just can't quite decide where to put everything. Have you got a, a tunnel yet? Yeah. That must be quite, is it quite good for getting about? Yeah, so it's just the location of them though. I put one in my house so that I can then go out to the How many can you have? I don't know, I've only got two so far. See, I don't know, if it was me, I would have one. See how, I know you can get a few different layouts of islands, so your Mm -hmm. island layout won't be the same as mine, but I I take it you do have a bit that's raised. Yeah. Uh, So... I used to find it quite annoying. I haven't played Animal Crossing for a bit, but I used to find it quite annoying having to like, get my wee stick out to jump over the water, then get my ladder out yeah. to climb up, then get my ladder out to climb up again. So I would put one at the highest point so that you didn't have to do all that fucking about <laughs> to yeah, get up high, maybe. But I don't, I don't have anything else up there to go nah, for, that's true. so yeah. Um, but yeah, so what I did was I played Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because this game wouldn't fuck off. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I just I don't I just don't think there's anything like in the gaming industry as powerful as nostalgia. Like No. It's so good. Just driving down those familiar Vice City streets. It just it somehow all comes back to you. Like yeah. um there was missions and I was like, Oh yeah, like there's like a chase scene after this and eat a park my car this way so that I can be ready to get into it and like do you know what I mean I remembered that without even that's cool and like parts of the map like I know the routes I know where all the not all of them but like if the police are on you I was like oh I remember there's a little you know get my one to level off and stuff like that yeah um, stuff and yeah the the radio stations like I think they're actually responsible for it introducing an entire generation to quality music from the 80s like myself included like I'm a 90s kid you know, that soundtrack really got me into probably 80s stuff. You're right, actually. It probably did with a lot of people. Because yeah. at the time, like, as you say, being a 90s kid yourself, like, your parents would have been saying, oh, this music's written. You're like, shut up with your old music. Away you go. But then mm-hmm. you put on that and you're mm-hmm. like, ah, these beats. Yeah. These beats are good. Yeah. Um, I suppose, like, GTA's never shied away from breaking new grounds in terms of storytelling. And it's, yeah. you know, it's it's good. It's ca- captivating. Like, you know, when you're, you're, you know, as much as he's a drug dealer and that, you're rooting for him. <laughs> like, 
so yeah, I mean, if you are going to play it, expect it to be dated. It is. Like, characters have got, like, a thumb and then four fingers stuck together. They don't even have, like, they're five fingers. moving fingers. <laughs> um, they're very blocky. Explosions were pretty laughable. Um, but, you know, for a 2002 game, it, it's still good. That's the thing. You forget how far gaming has came. Mm-hmm. You really do. Um, what I did do though to sort of I don't know tease myself a wee bit was watch a sort of remastered gameplay in 4k on youtube that someone's done oh you sent this to me oh yeah I just now I want it really badly I can download it for you what is that like the whole game I can play though I don't know if it's the whole game basically you can almost get any mod for gta 5 at this point okay like you can get a mod so that you're a superhero and you can fly about the whole city. You can get... I mean, we've got the VR mod, which I think we spoke about last week, mm-hmm. which is fucking incredible. Honestly, see, going about that city in VR, it's it's just one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. But yeah, it's out. Like, see that thing, the video you sent me, like, that's a mod for GTA Five that you can install and then it it basically installs the map from Vice City into GTA Five, and you can run about uh, in it. Okay. I don't think it's it's not a case of you can then play the entire story. Yeah. Like I don't think, but someone has recreated the Vice City map within GTA Five. Okay, get me that, and I'll report back on it next week. Well, I mean. I, I thought I'd message you back saying that I was able to get it. I misunderstood. Yeah. So I need to decide now, like, I mean, I can hold this hostage. No. no. Yeah. No, you can't. I need, I need to decide what I want. <laughs> and then when I get that, you'll get your vice it's city. It's Mother's Day on, on Sunday. Oh, I mean, sp- if you're looking for a present for me, then. Well, we spoke about that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just ignored that comment. I bet you did. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, you can also, I saw, and within that, uh, video that you'd sent, there was two links, so one of them was the map for Vice City, I don't know if it, like I said, I don't know if it's the whole Vice City map, but you can get, certainly what you saw, like, what the gameplay you saw was from that mod, Okay. and you can also get a mod that, is it Tommy Versetti, yeah. the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. You can get a mod that puts a fully up-to-date remastered version of Tommy Versetti in place of Michael in GTA 5. Yeah, okay. And he's fully animated, so you can basically replace Michael with Tommy Versetti I for mean, some reason if you wanted to. I'm not a huge fan of his shirt, so right. I'm going to say no to that. Like, I've got him in a suit because I don't like the shirt. But then in GTA 5, you could go and pick new clothes, so I presume you would still be able to do that. So it would be Tommy Versetti, but you could dress him however you wanted. maybe. maybe. Or undress him however you wanted. No, no. I don't want to play with nudes, thanks. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> shall we move on? We shall. <laughs> okay, so Craig has titled the the next section in our little notes here as Book Club Game of the Month. But as you recall, Craig... Oh, yeah, have you got a name for us? Well, no. No, I don't. I've got some suggestions because it's actually it was actually pretty hard ah, to think of a name. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not a book, so we have to 
get rid of the book. But I've got. So th- are you starting to realise that my job is a little bit more difficult than well, what you thought? Maybe. So I'll I'll throw you some suggestions. Okay. Okay. Game gang. Sounds a bit rapey. Okay. Bowser's wowsers. I'm not. A- <laughs> no. <laughs> Console yourself. What has that got to do? Are you just like the puns? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I got carried away. Consul- we love games, but we spell we, you know, W-I-I. We're not playing Wii games, though. Well, I know. Right. Totally glitching game club. Better. <laughs> but still no. Okay. Gotta play them all game club. Right. Or team remote controllers. Maybe that one. All my puns were highly nintended. Wow. <laughs> I've been busy today. Aye, clearly. <laughs> Slow work day, obviously. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So book club game of the month it is. The- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I don't know quite what to do with that. We'll work on it. If you have any any suggestions for for us lovely listeners, then please please do write in. I feel like there is an ideal name for it, but I just for some reason the word book keeps coming into my head. I don't know why. It's just so synonymous with book clubs, but I uh, will come up with something. But yeah, no, I just wanted to update everyone that our game for March is After Party. We have st- started it. We have. Uh, we've I don't not know. added that to what we've been playing because. Yeah, we'll just talk about it at the end of the month. But mm. we have that is ongoing as well. Uh, last month we we sort of mentioned it at the beginning of the month, and then just at the end of the month when we when we talked about it at the end. But we should really bring it up each week just mm. for new listeners and stuff like that, so they can jump on board. Especially with after party, it's only five, four, five hours long. So even if someone jumped in in the last week, I'm sure they could bomb through it and and have the discussion with us at the end of the month. So, yep, just to let you know that After Party from Night School Studio is our game for March and it is very good. So I would recommend people jump on it and play along with us. Okay. And have you also played, Craig, a shitty Platinum this week? I have played multiple shitty Platinums, but I'm not going to... Shit your load. Aye, I'm not going <laughs> to shit my load. Um, yeah, I don't want. Although I was going to say I don't want to bore people with too much shitty platinum, but folk love this section. Yeah, it's very good. So, was it Andy that said, "Does anybody care about this?" Mm, yeah. What an absolute rookie! What a thing to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trophies are beloved. So this week, it's I did actually play it in the last week, but. It was a second stack because I had got the platinum originally for this about a month or two ago. So this was me going back and getting the platinum for the US version. Of course, yep. Yep. Double dipping, as they say. So it's called Loot Hero DX and calling it a game would be a bit of an overstatement. It does have game mechanics, but... There's not really much gameplay. All you do is move left and right. That's it. There's not even a button to attack. 
So you start out and you just hold right and you just you've got like a sword or something like that and you're just battering through enemies and eventually they'll overwhelm you and you'll die. But every sort of ten enemies, there's like a little house where you can put an upgrade. And so you continue to upgrade, say, your health, your attack, your special. And again, all you do, there's not even an attack button, you just keep pushing right. And at the end of each level, there's a boss that, again, you just press right and you keep bashing into and either he'll kill you or you'll kill him. If you're not powerful enough to kill the boss at this point, instead of pushing right, you just push left and you kill all the people you've just killed again because they constantly respawn. And if so if you're struggling with a boss, you would just push right, kill all those guys, which you'll get upgrade points for, be defeated by the boss, you would just go back and kill them all again by pushing left, then kill them all again by pushing right, because they'll respawn, and then you just keep putting your upgrade points in until you push right enough that you can kill them. So it's basically 20 minutes of pushing I left mean, and it right. sounds, you know... I'm ready to jump right on board that, Craig. Hey, it's... this is a platinum that you could obtain. I could. Hey, you could. It's a platinum that anybody could obtain. I've got a cat sitting next to me right now that could contain this. That could uh, obtain this <laughs> platinum. Uh, again, it's three quid if you want some trophies. It's not a game you can fail at. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to boost your trophy level in about twenty minutes, it's a pretty good. A pre- it's not a good game. It's it's one of the most egregious <laughs> examples of getting trophies for doing nothing. So I love it, mm-hmm, obviously. So if you're looking to get a, tro- a platinum trophy or two or perhaps three, because I think there's a AU version as well, okay. then Loot Hero DX is for you. Okay, thank you, Craig. You're welcome. So moving on to news. So... Yeah, pulling together this week's news, I'm pleased to report that there's no gaming delays that we know of, although I'll tell you what did get delayed. What? My bed. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Honest to God. See when you text me that the other day. I thought you were joking at first. Yeah, so to enlighten our lovely listeners, we have been discussing purchasing a new bed for quite some time. About four years. <laughs> we need both a new bed and a new mattress, so I have been researching... And, you know, looking at various websites, different styles, how it's going to all fit together. And finally found a bed that I really like. And then, of course, it's lockdown, so we can't go and test out mattresses. So that was another big challenge of doing my research. Because you want to go into the shop, ask for five minutes. Lie on all the beds. Pull the curtain. (laughs) Get some alone time. But no, No, not during lockdown. No. So we are both in our 30s and both have bad back issues so we need a good mattress um we do we do so yeah i finally found the two items bed and mattress that i want to order both from different places so i placed the order for the bed um turnaround for delivery was like two weeks fine so then i ordered the mattress and selected the same delivery date as the bed thinking yeah they'll both come on the same day so, that was your first mistake, thinking they would come in the same Well, day. yeah. So then I got an email update from the bed people to say, sorry, it's going to be delayed. And now it was going to be the case where the mattress was going to come on Friday and then the bed was going to come on Monday. Fine, can cope with that. 
then I got another delivery re- update from the bed people to say, no, sorry, we've had some issues. Now it's going to be the 21st of April. Yeah. So I've got my mattress coming on Friday, this Friday, and I'm not getting my bed till the 21st of April. Now you'd think, well, why don't you just put your mattress on your current bed? No, no, no. We've got go- a different size. We're going from a double to a king. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, what we're going to do is the mattress is probably going to sat, be sat in our house for four weeks. What's well, absolutely what's going to happen? Yeah, not being used. So. What's well, being used is a flipping bouncy castle by the kids, probably. <laughs> we'll store it upright. Aye, we'll need to. <laughs> Aye, I just, I mean, these things happen all the time. To anyway, I all the oh, I was a stick on to happen to us, absolute stick on. But during COVID, I sort of. I think we kind of expected something to go wrong, mm. but Jesus Christ, what's that, five weeks now? Yeah, like, we're going to have to set a king-size mattress <laughs> in our hall for five weeks waiting for this. And this is us assuming that that will be the only delay, by mm, the way. I know. See, when it comes to this 12th of April, when they're like, <laughs> got you, it'll be May, then we're going to have trouble. So, I still think you should email them and just kick kick up a a bit of a stink. Still not going to come any sooner. But it might stop them delaying it again. They'll be like, "Oh, we don't want to hear from her again." (laughs) Get a wee a wee kickback off them as well. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, so I'll share the actual news now. UK physical sales charts for the week ending March 6th are in and I will read you the top 10 list. Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury comes in at number 1. Number 2, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Number 3, no surprise, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Number 4, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number 5, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. 6 is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. 7 is Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 8, Minecraft, the Switch edition, nine, Ring Fit Adventure. Is that any good? It's supposed to be pretty decent for a workout, but by Nintendo no. Switch standards. I was going to say, not by my workout uh, standards. No, no. <laughs> certainly not by your workout <laughs> standards. number 10 is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, so six of those top ten are actually Switch games, aren't they? It's just mental the amount yeah. of business the Switch does, isn't They're it? doing well. Yep. Like, I mean, two Mario... No, sorry, three Mario games in there. I mean, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was a bloody Wii U game. Mm. Like, the Switch version of that's just... In fact, sorry, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser... Aside from the Bowser's Fury DLC, that was a Wii yeah. U game. Yeah, it was. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is a Wii U game. Mario 3D All-Stars is a flipping N64 <laughs> game and two Wii games. Like, I mean, no, sorry, a, 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 an N64, a GameCube and a Wii, a Wii U, uh, sorry, a Wii game. Mm. Like, Nintendo have it. It's crazy, like, they just... And yet, like, I picture them as almost like the weakest out of like, I do as well. I always Xbox, do. PlayStation and Nintendo. I always do. Like mm. I, I do wonder if part of the reason for that is we've spoken about this before, but see Nintendo games, the physical games, they just hold their value. Mm. Yeah. Like 
see any time... I mean, obviously, the PlayStation 5 that we bought, we went for the digital edition, so we're all digital with that anyway. The Xbox that we got through does have a disk drive, so we have the option with that one. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to buying a new game on the PlayStation or the Xbox, I'm happy to buy, like, digital. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I mean, if you keep that game for a month... If you were to buy physical on the PlayStation or Xbox, you keep that game for a month, and then you try to sell it, you'd be lucky if you get half the price you paid for it. Like, the games drop so quickly. But with the Switch, they never drop in price. Like, that Mario game has been out since launch, I think. And it's still 50 quid, and it never goes in sale. And, I mean, we've got it on cartridge, and if we tried to sell that on eBay, we'd go over £40 for it. Mm. Like, they just hold their value. So, anytime I buy... I mean, it's rare that we buy a Switch game, but if we buy a Switch game, like, I'm not buying digital. I'll buy the, the cartridge so that if we're done with it at any point, then we can sell it. Yeah. I wonder also if it's more, like to do not more but like whether I feel like switch consoles are sort of more child friendly than the other consoles and so if you're gonna buy a child a gift of sorts you know it's their birthday or Christmas or whatever you're probably gonna buy them the physical copy rather than a digital code do you know what I mean so that might play into it as well Aye, birthdays and stuff like that. But but just, you know, the adults are the ones spending the money. Yeah, and of course. so aye. on their child and so... Yeah. I just, I find it funny, like, you look at this, this list and, like, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five still there at number seven. Like, I just don't understand who doesn't own that game. <laughs> like, who on earth doesn't own that game? People were people would without a console own that game mm. then you've got i mean minecraft switch edition like that must have sold millions and millions of copies like mario kart's always in the top 10 again who doesn't own that at this point mm. even i mean animal crossing sold over 30 million copies like i think there's something like one in every two and a half people that have a switch have, have animal yeah. crossing like there's only i mean it's sitting at number three mm. You can almost understand with Mario 3D World, like it's pretty new out. Uh, Marvel Spider Man, like I can understand that spiking because in recent weeks, you've, I mean, I've certainly noticed on Twitter, people, like a lot more people have been like, oh, I finally snagged a PlayStation. Like for a while, you were only getting drops of units on sale every couple of weeks, but see, in the last few weeks, there's been daily drops. Mm-hmm. Like I think Argos have done about five PlayStation 5 drops in the last couple of weeks like so is amazon so of game so obviously each time there's a console drop and more people get it in their hands spider-man's one of the games they're picking up so that game's going to spike each time more consoles are getting into gamers hands that's true but the switch it just absolutely dominates doesn't it it Mm -hmm. really does there was something that was, I think it was UK wide, it might have just been PlayStation, and it said that in 2020, something like 80% of game sales were digital. So that maybe goes back to a little bit of what I'm saying about Nintendo games holding their value. Like, I, I do think that, I don't know where we could find this data, but I think a higher percentage of people 
are buying digitally on Xbox and on PlayStation than they are on Switch. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah, I definitely think they are. So, like, I'll, I'll, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Nintendo are doing fantastic. Obviously, the Switch has been an absolute runaway success, but I do think... But yeah, the, these sort of physical sales charts are probably skewed a wee bit. I think by they that are a factor, bit. Yeah. I think they are a bit. Yeah. Okay, so Doom Eternal has more DLC on the way, and we don't have to wait long to find out more about it. Bethesda confirmed that a teaser trailer trailer will be revealed on March fifteenth, and we expect the release to be imminent, as the achievements have already appeared online. Yeah, tell me more about this, Craig, because I don't know much about this game. Yeah, I only had a chance to play about an hour of Doom Eternal. It's really good. It's not usually my type of thing. Like, if I'm going to play a first-person shooter, as the audience know, I love stealth. Like, I want, like, I'll play the Call of Duty campaign, like, but I like to, my favourite is the stealth, if there's Mm -hmm. stealth aspects of it Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, there's nothing stealth about Doom. It is balls to the wall action, okay. like a hundred mile an hour, just frantic madness, and it's good. It's the type of thing I would usually dislike, but I was actually enjoying it. But I just I didn't get a chance to play that much of it. But this is it's quite a big drop because this I believe. I'm trying to think. I think it was called like the Ancient Gods or something like that. The, there was a DLC already came out for it, and it was called Part One. So the expectation, I think, is that this will be Part Two. And Part One was received well. It was some single player content, and everyone seemed to enjoy it. I think it got mostly kind of eights and nines out of ten. So I expect this to be of a similar caliber. And I mean, there was, although it didn't end up up for any awards. There was plenty of people last year that said, oh, Doom was my game of the year. Mm. So I think this is going to be quite a big release for people at a time when there's not a massive amount coming out. So it could be just what some people are looking for, to be honest. I think it will do well. And with the achievements being live already, I do think that will be a case of on March 15th, which is the day after this podcast releases on Friday. Um no, is it not? <laughs> I've got my days completely mixed up. What's the fifteenth Monday? Monday. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, well, that even makes more sense to be honest. I uh, I think it'll be like a Tuesday release. I think it could come out the day after. Mm. Like I, I don't think it's going to be. Oh, here's the announcement. It's out in June or anything. Like that. I think okay. it'll be a almost a shadow drop. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll report back on that next week once we find out more. Next up, Xbox Series X director of project management Jason Ronald recently appeared in a two-hour interview as part of the Iron Lords podcast and revealed during the show that he's very excited for some unannounced 2021 games. When asked what title he was most excited for this year, he said the following. Not all games that are releasing this year have been announced. There are games that I'm very excited about. I mean, surely from a marketing point of view, if there's something coming out this year, you're going to have at least told people. Bit of a cock tease. Yeah. I mean, there's rumours that Xbox are going to have an event in March. This is March. Aye, that they've just not said about yet. I mean, we're early enough in March that it could still happen. That is the rumour. I don't know if it will, but I mean, they could have a sort of blowout where they 
outline what's coming this year. Mm-hmm. I get the impression that he's not talking about a triple A game. Like no. I think it's gonna be I think he's maybe talking about some slightly smaller titles that he personally thinks look really cool. Uh Xbox it looks at the moment like in in terms of triple A games they're just looking at Halo and Forza, which are both great games, but other than that I think it is gonna be smaller games like uh, this question this news item got me thinking though there's a game 12 minutes and uh, it's Annapurna that make it it's an Xbox I think it's a timed exclusive and it was supposed to release in 2020 but it just it never got delayed as such they just never released it and it Mm -hmm. just it it had been said it would be late 2020 and then just nothing was said and then towards the end of the year they said oh it will be coming out early 2021 and then they've just went fucking quiet again and so i'm wondering i think that's going to be quite soon uh what kind of game is that it's you're playing through it's a kind of strange looking game I've, i've tried not to watch too much of it because I want to kind of go in blind because it looks very story heavy you it's a kind of top-down perspective and it's you and looks like maybe your girlfriend or your wife and you play through 12 minutes in your life within this sort of apartment but depending on decisions you make different stuff can happen and you're trying I think basically you're replaying this 12 minutes over and over again and like I say, I've avoided a lot of it just because I want to be surprised because it seemed like it was given a lot away. But I, th- I, I think there was you're basically trying to avoid something bad happening. Like I think something happens to your partner, and then so you're trying to replay these twelve minutes and make a different outcome. Okay. From what I can remember, like I say, I have tried to avoid any info on it, like the plague, because. It was one of these things where I watched the first trailer, which I think came out in like 2019, and I was like, yep, I want this. Give me this. And it's just went dark ever since, so I'm hoping it comes out soon. Okay. So Microsoft are edging ever closer to completing their acquisition of Bethesda. On Monday, the EU approved the deal without conditions, stating that it, quote, does not raise serious doubts as to its compatibility with the common market i mean it's it's a deal that was always going to go through so Mm -hmm. it's just more clarification that it's coming soon i think there was there was some news on this today as well i think that's finally going to be all the bethesda games coming to game pass either this week or next week some of them are are already there Mm -hmm. but i think it's the rest of the library or something like that i've not really had that much time to have a look at the news today uh but that seems so it seems like it's it's imminent it's Mm -hmm. going to go through and from that point i think we're just sort of looking at seeing whether microsoft decide to make these games exclusive going forward or if they like money and want to sell it on all available platforms it's just it's interesting though because last week there was six new psvr games announced and the first one that's coming out is doom 3 on march 29th and it's bethesda that make that Mm -hmm. now i mean you don't just shit out doom 3 in vr so obviously this has been in the works for a little while presumably before this deal was even talked about but that 
is, I mean, you're talking about Microsoft sort of tying up the Bethesda deal in the next month or two, and scheduled for 2021, you have Doom 3, exclusive to PlayStation, Bethesda game, mm-hmm. Deathloop coming to PlayStation exclusively, timed, and that's Bethesda, and then the third one is Ghostwire Tokyo, and that's Bethesda as well. So that's three, you're talking about this Bethesda deal going through and then three Bethesda games coming exclusively to PlayStation, (laughs) despite them being owned by Xbox. Like in 2021, I don't think Bethesda are going to put out one game exclusive to Xbox, even though they own them, but they're going to put three out on PlayStation, which it's just bizarre. Here's a question though. So how many, like what percent, percentage of gamers do you think know who makes the game that they're playing because i would say between 20 and 30 percent yeah so you're obviously very very knowledgeable yeah of developers and things like that but most folk don't know and i also wonder do they care so at the end of the day i'm kind of thinking how much does it matter it doesn't matter in terms of these games coming out, it's just a, a weird anecdote that a Microsoft-owned studio is going to put three games out on mm-hmm. PlayStation that can he come to Xbox in 2021. That's just a sort of quiz question 10 years from now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not It's not anything that matters to the general public. What will matter to the general public is the people that have just decided to go with PlayStation this generation and they loved Fallout 4. But there's a chance that now Fallout 5 might be an Xbox exclusive. Okay, yeah. And so, or like the next uh, Elder Scrolls game, which is heavily anticipated, like it's now up to Microsoft if they want to bring that to PlayStation or they don't. Mm -hmm. And that's when it'll start to affect people and that's when you'll get sort of more casual gamers going, wait a minute, why why am I not getting this? I got the last one. Mm-hmm. Why am I not getting this one? Potentially. But I I think Xbox will bring the game still out on PlayStation. If I... I mean, they don't need the money. They have paid $7 billion for Bethesda in cash. It's a cash transaction, which is mental. But they've got the money to do it. And they also have the money to sacrifice not getting those game sales on PlayStation if they want to. But to me, obviously you buy, you make a a $7 billion purchase, you want to use it to build your brand. So to me, it wouldn't make complete sense to just put the game out on everything. But I would still like, if if it was me, I would still like to make the money off the PlayStation gamers. So what I would do is I would say, supposing I had Fallout 5 ready to come out next Tuesday, I would bring it out next Tuesday on Xbox and then I would bring it out in three months on PlayStation. And so if you're an Xbox gamer, you get it first. You get it as part of Game Pass, so you're getting great value. And then, okay, if you want to be a PlayStation gamer, you'll get it three months from now and it'll cost you $70 or £70. And then that way you're making the money from it but people who really want to play this game are going to have to switch to Xbox. Mm-hmm. 
And that, I think that's the best of both worlds. If that was me, that's what I would do. Yeah, well, there you go, Microsoft. If you are listening, Craig has just mapped out his, the best route that, that he thinks you should follow. I am available for consultations. <laughs> Big Phil has my number. <laughs> okay, so last up. Long forgotten PS1 platformer, Croc. I do remember Croc, it was good. Nearly had a third entry on Xbox systems. In a recent interview with the website The Gamer, the series lead designer Nick Cusworth revealed that a pitch was made to bring the franchise over to Xbox, but with the twist of it being incorporated with online multiplayer. Unfortunately, developer Argonaut Software found the purse strings tightening due to poor sales and plans for the new title were scrapped. The premise was said to have a mixture of single-player, two-player and four-player co-op, with players tackling different parts of the level simultaneously, requiring teamwork to get the job done. I fucking loved Croc. Mm. I've banged on about it. I totally forgot about that game. I remember it from... I've banged on about this game for years because there was a a sort of fan-made remaster of the first one, Legend of the Gobbles, and it's just a sort of reskin, but it just looks a bit nicer. Mm -hmm. I mean, back in, say, 96, I spoke about this with Andy in previous episodes. I never had a Nintendo 64 at the Mm -hmm. time. I had the PlayStation 1, so I had been at friends' houses played a little bit of Mario 64 being blown away by it <laughs> but I couldn't play it at home and Croc was my was Mario 64 thing, yeah. that was that was the game I got and I was obsessed with it mm. I like obviously long before the time of platinums and trophies I 100%ed that game about 10 times like I loved it I just mm. I thought he was such a cute wee guy yeah. like I really thought it had the potential to, to take off, but it just didn't. They did make a second one. It was similar. It was good. Mm. But I'd, I'd never heard of this, them mm. potentially making a third one. It must have been known at the time, I would have thought. But I saw this. It was reported. I think it was maybe on Pure Xbox. It was reported the other day about this potential third game, which, yeah, I, I mean, when, it, when you read about it and it's saying, like, the co-op aspect and stuff like that it sounds a bit like that sack boy a big adventure mm-hmm. on playstation 5 yeah. which is a game i want to play more of um but yeah i hope we can get another croc one day i really do like i, I don't know that it's got a big enough following to make a comeback in fact i was talking to someone on twitter about it and they were saying that the developer was saying about how he recently in an interview, maybe the same interview, about how he would like to make another one, but he sold the rights to the game and he can't remember who he sold it to or something like that. And I thought, Jesus, mate, it's not something you want to admit in public. Make a few calls. But uh, I'd love to see it come back. Yeah. I really would. I'd be all over that. Okay. Do we have a pick of the week for this week, Craig? We actually do not. Oh. It's... <laughs> barren just now <laughs> like i was looking at the games coming out and it's just not great it's like we're, we're in a dry period we really are like march is never historically the best month for games coming out and i i mean one game that's maybe worth taking a look at is a game called star renegades which is out tomorrow which will be the it'll be out by the time you listen to this podcast on PlayStation 4. I think it's already out on Steam. 
but it's coming to certainly PlayStation 4 and perhaps other consoles. I don't know very much about it. The only reason I know is because one of our reviewers contacted me looking to... He was wanting to review the game. Seemed very excited about it. So it looks like it's pretty good, but I, I don't know much about it. So that is potentially something if you're looking for a new game this week. But, I mean, I'm... I'm just putting down the pick of the week as After Party because it's a great game. It's our game club game of the month and we think you should play along with us and enjoy it alongside us. So After Party, get it bought, your fannies. Or, you know, you also have Shitty Platinum of the Week if you want to get that too. Everybody's already buying that. Right, okay. See, when we did Shitty Platinum of the Week, Mm -hmm. people paused the podcast (laughs) bought it in all three regions and they have I mean think how many of them have already got the platinum while listening well, to this it is something you could do simultaneously while listening isn't it I'm taking shitty platinum of the month global right oh wait of the week sorry honey <laughs> fucked it <laughs> of the week I'll edit that bit for you no you won't you'll make me look like a dick Okay, we do have some listener questions, but you also put a poll out on Twitter, didn't you, asking our followers what dormant franchise they would like to see reignited? I did. What were some of the responses to that? We had a few responses. I had it up and it's disappeared, so just give me a second. We have... We actually had quite a wide range. I was quite happy with the responses. It wasn't just the usual suspects. So, Squinny, who said, put a toe jam and arrow gif, although I do think, th- no, I could be wrong, I was going to say there was a, a new game come out, it was maybe just a remaster, but it was maybe a different franchise, don't quote me on that, but toe jam and arrow. Chris has said Dead Island 2, which, I mean, it's not dormant, but, I mean, it's been delayed that many times that I suppose you could call it that, hopefully that does come out this year. Joseph came in with Sly Cooper, Ooh. which I would be all over mm-hmm. when I responded to him. I was talking about how Nathan had put over 100 hours into Sly 2 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'd love that. Sly Cooper is one of my favourite all-time platformers. You don't get many mascot platformers that include stealth, mm-hmm. but Big Sly knows what's up. Yeah. So hopefully one day we would get that. I'd definitely be all over that. We have Craig who wrote in with a couple of suggestions. He said Dino Crisis. I would faint on the spot if Dino Crisis got remade. He also said Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, Twisted Metal, Metal Gear Solid, Golden Axe, Tenshu, Splinter Cell, and Time Crisis. He put in brackets that is a PS5 VR game. That would be cool. Mm. Definitely be all about that. Tenshu. Please give me a Tenshu uh, and Splinter Cell. I'm, I just, we need another Splinter Cell. I don't know why Ubisoft are sitting in this franchise, but they need to get their finger out. And then we had a few calls for Jack and Daxter, Banjo Kazooie, F Zero, and yeah, we did. We got actually a few more responses than that but I don't want to go through mm-hmm. every single dormant franchise in the world but for me I, I mean it's one that came up the most I would say is um, Siphon Filter and Splinter Cell and those would be right at the top of my list That those two in Dino Crisis like if, if I could 
have my dream it would be <laughs> it would be those three games but thanks everyone for the responses it's good to it's good to kind of check the temperature and see where where everyone's at and what they're looking for mm. so maybe one day we'll get some of them who knows we definitely will see i'm telling you right now i mean i'm making three choices there dino crisis i think that's the least likely siphon filter would be second and then i think there's no way we'll go this generation without a scythe, uh, uh, splinter cell game mm. i think it's coming Okay, okay. So, kind of keeping with slightly older games and things, Mikey wrote in and asked us, Hey team, do you think there's any way that arcades could come back to the level of popularity they had in the 80s and early 90s? No. I mean, I didn't really play arcade games. Yeah, but that's because by the time you were playing games, it would have been the mid to late 90s. Yeah. Been born in 1990. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I someone recently posted a few pictures of an arcade place that was near them and it sold alcohol, it was all neon lit up, it looked like the fucking coolest place I've ever seen in my life. Like, I would love to go to that, but it, arcades, I believe, they were more mainstream when people didn't have consoles. Like that was how, yeah. oh, you go and play a game in the arcade because you didn't have anything at home. Mm-hmm. But see, now it's a convenience factor. If you're into gaming, you've got some sort of games console at home. And as soon as you've got that, people aren't going to flock in the same numbers mm-hmm. to an arcade. I believe it was like a product of the time. Like it's always going to be niche and it's always going to have its followers because like people love their arcade cabinets like that's always going to be a thing but never i don't think in the sort of mainstream because convenience beats all now Mm. like people are lazy as fuck (laughs) you know what i mean like you can get all this stuff at at your fingertips now so people aren't going to drive or cycle or walk to an arcade when they can just sit in a room and play yeah plus think of all the sort of covid regulations you'd have to be wiping down all those buttons and stuff all the time oh it's a disaster these days <laughs> definitely okay so next up fiona she wrote in and said that she's been playing through shadow of the tomb raider i said is it me or is lara annoying unlikable character i didn't notice it in the first two games but she's really grating on me in this one i can't believe she'd do that do me like this on national women's day <laughs> yeah no it's not just you uh i didn't notice in the first two games either but in shadow the tomb raider she is a complete bitch i think she's always been a wee bit annoying like she has always been quite i think it's partly the accent like she just seems like she thinks she's better than everyone Mm. but it's particularly noticeable in in shadow i think like that that recent trilogy You've got, what's the big guy's name? You know, the big fat guy? Oh, I can't remember his name now. He's like Lara's sort of right-hand man. And he clearly had a thing for her. Like, you can just tell. Like, it's so subtle. But you can just tell that he's madly in love with her. And she's either oblivious or just been a complete dick about it. So, but then in the third game, he sort of finds, like, he... At the they they rock up quite early in the game. They rock up to like a bar, and he sort of meets oh, yeah, this girl, yeah. and he's talking yeah. away to her, and she almost seems like she's like, he's not giving me attention now. Like again, it's really understated, and maybe I'm just putting two 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 and two together and getting fifty four, but 
it almost seems like she's like, I want, I, I don't want him, but I want his attention. And um, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it must have been intentional. Mm. Like, because she does come across the whole game. She comes across as a bit of a self-entitled bitch. And I feel like at a certain point, it just, it was so obvious that it must have been a game, uh, like a design choice. Mm. But I uh, no, it's definitely not just you, yeah. uh, Fiona. Was it? I uh, definitely not just you, Fiona. Yeah. And lastly, Jade wrote in, and she says, "This one's for you and me, Greg." She said, "How did we meet?" Oh. I wish we had some sort of romantic story, but we don't really. Well, I mean, we got together. That was nice and romantic, but yeah. I uh, well, at different times, we both worked at the same store mm-hmm. so i left before you joined yes and i decided i think it must have been about five years after i'd left to have a reunion party and it was basically just an excuse for a piss up around mm-hmm. the house so i just basically invited everyone and current our... employees and ex-employees oh so, yeah it was fair yeah. game everyone was invited mm-hmm. i was i made about 10 litres worth of vodka jelly oh, like yeah. remember I had the I don't know if you, you tried it when you were around but there was like traffic lights Yeah, I had and so it was I think it was vodka, tequila and Zambuca or something like that mm-hmm. so and then each time you took a slice of this it was like a shot of all three <laughs> that went down pretty well and yeah I just our mutual friend Kerry had sort of contacted me and said oh is it okay if I bring Jessica and I was like of course, like anyone was welcome. Obviously, I didn't know you at the time, but but you know my mum. I did, yeah. I'd, wor- I'd worked with your mum, uh, and I was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. And so you came that night, and we just sort of hit it off. Yeah. I mean, there was no romantic interaction or anything that night, but I don't know. We sort of caught each other's eye and had a few conversations and stuff like that. And yeah, definitely like. I don't know, I remember you leaving that night and, and being like, I definitely want to see that girl again. Mm. So, that, I think it was, you'd left, I think you'd maybe been working the next day or something, I can't remember. You didn't stay that no, late. No, did leave quite early, yeah. I left quite early, so I continued drinking like a maniac the whole night. I think, I remember being still up about six o'clock in the morning and... I got about three hours sleep and I was playing in a football tournament the next day, which was a struggle, a real struggle, because I was still drunk slash starting to get a hangover as I was careering about this pitch. (laughs) I think we actually won the tournament right enough, but... Not thanks to you, surely. I got through it, see, because I was still partly drunk. Mm -hmm. I I was probably all right, but I'm pretty sure we won the tournament, which I was gobsmacked about. And then I remember messaging you on Facebook and somehow slyly getting your number and then as it turned out I got I remember what happened because we were outside in the garden for most part of the evening because you right. had a gazebo and stuff up and you lent me a hoodie because I was cold oh yeah so I was like oh yes. that... and I actually remember thinking oh this is good because I'll have to return it so that means I'll see him again at some point <laughs> well that's right because I, I remember giving you the hoodie and I tried to make a point of not sort of been about for you to give me it back again so that I could get it off you another time. I don't know if we've actually spoken of that before, but we both sort of had the same plan. Uh, But yeah, so 
I get back from this football tournament and I yeah, I'd messaged you on Facebook, so we'd exchanged numbers, so then we started texting back and forth. But so I get back from this football tournament about dinner time and I got a message from a couple of guys at my work reminding me that I was supposed to be going out with them that night which I could have seen far enough to say the least but it would have been rude not to so I'm texting you back and forth trying to not out myself as an absolute <laughs> idiot uh, and what an alcoholic yeah <laughs> I so I, I remember going out to this wee bar and I met up with some of the guys from work and one of the guys had invited his wife along and I'd never met his wife before and it was just it was a series of unfortunate events basically he had brought his wife and he told his wife about how much I like doing shots (laughs) so she comes over here you like doing shots and I was like well I but no the night no the night not not I've already got and I turn around and she's got a table full of them and I'm like oh my god Right, it'd be rude not to. So I start leathering into these shots and it just... I mean, I'm one of these people where I can handle my drink and that's not like a brag or anything like that. I would rather not be able to handle it because I would be able to get drunk easier and it would Mm -hmm. cost me less money. But when I get drunk, it costs an absolute fortune and usually involves about 20 shots. So me and a bunch of other people are banging shots back for about four hours the whole time i'm texting you back and forth uh trying to hold it together trying to get more information out of you and just get to know you a bit better and i remember leaving this bar the next thing i remember is being in a car park and it's it's a multi-story car park but i was fairly certain i was on the ground floor so I looked over this wall only to find out that I was not. I was in the second floor. So I nearly died off of that, climbed back over, managed to get back down onto the street. Then I sort of remember getting a taxi. And then the next thing I remember is waking up on my living room floor. Now, I can count comfortably on one hand the amount of times that I've been drunk and I don't remember mm. everything. Like, I don't get drunk like that. I did this night. And I... So I woke up on the floor with my phone next to me and my instant thought was, I bet I've ruined it with Jessica. I bet I've said something stupid. I was terrified to look at my phone. So I look at this phone and thankfully, I think you'd been going to bed early that night. You'd said, oh, well, you enjoy your night. I'm just going to head to bed now. And I just wrote back, okay, have a nice sleep or something like that. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I was terrified about what I'd said. And then as I was lying there on the living room floor, a laminate floor, I might add, um, my roommate at the time, Terry, had come down the stairs. And he was like, I mean, I mean, he was usually the one that would be getting carted about drunk. Mm-hmm. But he came down and he was like, ah, you've made, a, you've made an arse of yourself, eh? So what's happened? Apparently, I'd managed to get a taxi, and the taxi driver had brought me into the house. So it was him that had sat me on the living room floor, and just taken whatever money he needed, and, and probably something, probably some other stuff that I didn't even notice, and then bombed it. Uh, 
So I, I was. So yeah, so romantic, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Aye, but then to be fair, as soon as we met up and we started seeing each other, it was. I don't know. I don't. I don't think we necessarily either of us believe in love at first no. sight, but it was certainly infatuation. Yeah. And, and that's then, that's never really went away. Yeah, to be and fair. then you did the old classic updated your Facebook status without having that conversation with me that you were in a relationship, and I was like, "Oh, are we now? Are we now?" It's called putting your name on it. Right. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a thing now. <laughs> Okay, so there that answers your question, Jade. Yes. Uh, and that was hey, that was ten and a half years ago. Indeed. Over ten and a half years ago. Indeed. And you've never been happier. Here we are, you know, two children and a podcast later. Yep. <laughs> and soon a bed, hopefully. Well, here's hoping. We'll update you on that as it progresses, folks. Uh, let's wrap things up then for this week we hope you've enjoyed listening once again and do come back next week for some more gaming chat we'll also be adding some content to our YouTube and Twitch streams you're planning to do some streams this week aren't you Craig? Yep, uh, I've been in contact with a few of the boys who are interested in joining me for some group streams. I think by the time you listen to this, you'll probably notice there is at least one stream on the Twitch channel because we, me and Stabby Andy, are <laughs> planning on doing a sort of test stream just to see, just to kind of work out the kinks and stuff like that. And then after that, yeah, we're planning doing i would say probably one or two streams a week on different games i think at the moment we've got gta 5 red dead 2 division 2 and some others lined up but we'll branch out from there and maybe take some audience suggestions as well yeah sounds good so do follow us on twitter and instagram we will post details if we are doing any live streams and you can come along and watch as well sounds good okay and until next week goodbye Goodbye. Why? Why the silly goodbye?